So Lucy, how's the book going? I actually really started it this time. Yay, it's going! (laughs) It is actually going. That is so exciting. This is right for me, right for you, and we're definitely going to write a book this year. Definitely. excited that's great yeah i'm really excited too i had like this realization i don't know yesterday or something that i've been really stuck on outlining it and trying to like come up with the overarching plot and what do i do if i don't have a plot how can i write it if i don't yet know the plot like i like having at least that planned out but i realized i was getting stuck on that because like my so i'm like i'm working on like two projects i have like the stupid word work in progress that will never end and then this new <laughs> thing <laughs> and the other one is very plot heavy like it's action adventure crazy whatever so it's the probably the plottiest thing i've ever written so and i've been working on it for a couple of years now so my brain is very much like adjusting to that type of plot and then I realized, I was actually like thinking about sitcoms, because I've really been in the mood for sitcoms right now. And I was like, well, sitcoms don't really have, I mean, I guess it depends on the sitcom, but there's usually not like a, you know. Like an big, external plot. Yeah, there's not, or at least there's not one like for the entire season that has a lot of like, I don't know, adventure action going on. Like there's, Yeah, like action you know, set pieces that have to be set up and... <laughs> Yeah, like the plot is more character driven and it's more like, you know, what will happen in the relationship of these characters and what will happen like yeah. how as do people this get character... themselves into and out of trouble with each other. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, once I started thinking about that, I was like, oh, I kind of do know the plot of this book then. Like there doesn't have to be like some big dramatic thing going on in the like in the background that they're like I don't know trying to fix like it can just be about them like living their lives and you know it will still have like a pacing to it and everything like there'll still be stuff going on (laughs) the conflict comes from their interpersonal relationships rather than a big external thing and and I mean when you're working on a really character driven novel sometimes those other plot elements will suggest themselves as you explore the characters and as you mm-hmm. get to know them. Yeah, so I basically once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I can totally start writing this. And I, I feel like I'm cheating slightly because what I have what I did was I took a bit of um, a writing exercise. On, on Twitter, Sometimes we've been doing our writing nights on Wednesdays. You should tune in 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, every it week, is incidentally currently. after we record episodes, but of course it's not after we put episodes up, so that probably does not matter at all to <laughs> yeah. the audience. But well, it is the it's case. Relevant that- to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, I did like a very guided exercise one night instead of just our usual prompts. And um I did it myself as I was going, and I came out of that with this kind of like look into one of the characters worlds and i was like okay well i already have that i know these little details i'm just gonna start with those details like i didn't use any of the like direct you know copy paste writing but um i kind of just took a bit of a scene that had started to unfold in that exercise and just kind of like expanded it to be the beginning of the story that's awesome oh my goodness progress 
I know. And how are you doing? I've now read all of your work in progress that you gave me and I love it and I need more. <laughs> Thank you. So that's definitely like we're through the beginning. Like I've written through the beginning and we're embarking on the nice chunky middle of the story where the characters are like, they think that things are going to be okay for a while, but really the like external plot is ramping up around them. And so we're now in the march towards what the end is going to be rather than the setup. Um, so that's really exciting. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm having a really good time writing this week. Like this has been a good writing week. Not every day has been good. There have definitely been entire lost days for me. Like I'm sure everyone can relate. Like there are just days of this year where it was like, wow, I did nothing and didn't feel like doing anything and was just regretful and miserable the whole time. <laughs> um, but recently, yeah. you know, like I turned in what I think are actually the final edits on my graphic novel this time. I think it's actually Yay. the final edits. <laughs> I <laughs> turned those in. And I mean, this is this is being recorded like towards the end of June. So by the time the episode is up, I'm sure that we will be like a month after my edits are actually truly finished. But each yeah. time I I get more finished with the graphic novel, I feel like I've earned myself some hours of just writing and um, usually playing some Animal Crossing first, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's definitely one of my like wind downs too. <laughs> yes, no, it's been really good. Like it's it's been it's been going really well, and I'm having all kinds of oh, I had one of those like brilliant ideas that no one will ever know I didn't plan on from the very <laughs> beginning, and it's so brilliant. And I'm so proud of myself, and I'm not going to tell anybody because I want everyone to think that I had planned that from the beginning yes. um it really is one of those things that like i probably should have already had in mind but no one will know as <laughs> yeah. we were saying in, in our previous episode about um editing and scope in serialized fiction if it were a serialized thing this might come up that somebody would figure out that i had not in fact planned it but um <laughs> it will never matter now <laughs> i can Yay. just feel brilliant it's fine <laughs> yeah but it's funny because like you wanted to talk about picking a starting spot and like how to begin a project. And I think, I don't know, like, I think I'm going to have to admit to some embarrassing things in this Ooh, episode. Yeah. So <laughs> you start though. I'd love to hear what you have to say because you have some, um, you have some really good like industry information, like some good <laughs> behind the scenes discussion to help people like to help guide that process a little bit and to just like, I don't know, peel away the curtain and take a peek behind the scenes as to how books get made with regards <laughs> to like where a book really should begin and how beginnings work. Yeah. I, Basically, my thoughts on this have changed a lot over the last, like, 20 years. God, that's not because I'm that old. It's just because I started getting writer, Writer's Digest magazines when I was, like, 12 or something. That's so, so cute. Oh my god, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I remember because like in middle school we do like the magazine drives and stuff, and so I just started. I got Writer's Digest because I, I probably because I needed to sell more magazine subscriptions, and it was easiest <laughs> to sell them to my parents. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and I got them for years, like until college, and I think maybe into college. Um, and so I, I don't know. I was kind of tuned into the the like. I don't know, discussion around writing. Yeah, um, the like craft discussions. Yeah, and like my uncle is a writer, and so I got a little bit of that, and I got lots of encouragement. My dad just reads everything, and so 
whenever I mention anything I'm interested in, he just gives me a book on it. So I had a lot of like writing craft books and stuff. So it's a thing I, I used to think that like writing the beginning was really important. And I see a lot of this on like, I don't know, different when, whenever like the craft of writing comes up, I see a lot of authors talking about how important the beginning is and how focused you need to be on having a beginning. And that is important. Like, Eventually. <laughs> yeah. The like, book, as it sits on a shelf, needs to begin in an interesting place that grabs the reader. Like, the finalized product, the beginning is definitely your first impression, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. And even, like, when you query either an author, I mean, uh, when you query either an agent or um, directly to a publisher, depending on the size of the publisher or whatever, it's really important that the the first few pages of whatever you give them as a writing sample for of, of whatever they're requesting, read their query like guidelines, by the way, always do that before you send yes. anything, just everyone, please read the, the instructions and, and follow it. Yeah. Cause everyone I can't wants to tell you. Different. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I working for like a young adult children's publisher got like queries for like nonfiction cooking books for adults. And I was like, no, that like this is an instant no you wasted both our time what are you doing anyway um it's really important at the point in which you are like trying to convince someone to read buy publish whatever your book but it doesn't really matter when you're writing as much as i thought it did like it, it's yeah it's important for you to be to pick a part of the story that you you know feel able to write from and that kind of like traces ish the beginning of like the part of the story that that matters to the characters like it, it is important to kind of pick where your story starts like that does inform what you're writing obviously but that beginning of your story is going to get looked at so much more than anything else because you're always gonna like if you're rereading to start editing you're always going to start at the same spot and unless you like wildly start earlier and write a whole new beginning which you very well might do you're probably going to be rereading the same stuff over and over and over again it's going to get edited the most but it's also going to get uh, outdated the most, I guess, is the easiest way. Like, if it's the first part you write, by the time you are done, it's probably not relevant to the book that you finished. Yeah. And it's really hard to see that as an author, because, like, that was your beginning of the story. Like, that's really precious to you. But as an editor, like, there was kind of this golden rule of you usually cut the first three chapters of a manuscript, because usually that's just the author, like, figuring their way into the story and then once they're in the story that's kind of where the story actually begins so like when i was reading manuscripts if i if i was able to have like the full manuscript i you know read the first two chapters but sometimes i would just jump a couple ways in and, and see you know where where the story was feeling once you were kind of actually in it and i mean obviously you have to like add back in some of the stuff from those first few chapters like you have to make sure you're introducing characters and stuff like it it's not going to be a you know a clean yeah. cut yeah i was gonna say you can't just behead it you have yeah. to like <laughs> yeah. you have to go like preserve some of that brain and like put it in a new head it'll be fine yeah, and and kind of rework things, um, even some of some of them way later in the story. And sometimes you'll like decide to start the story way earlier than it originally started or something. But I find more often it would be that you'd cut it and um, just work things in a little bit later. So kind of my my feeling about beginnings changed a lot. Like I used to, I remember doing NaNoWriMo's and just staring at this blank screen being like, oh God, I don't know where to start it. And now I'm just like, whatever, scene with the characters, go. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something interesting about that where like 
maybe for somebody who's having a hard time starting to just decide, I'm not going to be precious about it. I'm just going to, I'm going to write exactly what I'm not supposed to write. I'm going to start with a character waking up in bed and, and doing their routine. Like that might be a good, that might actually be helpful for somebody when you're writing to do some of the cliches that no one wants to see in a draft that's been submitted to them. But like, might be exactly what, as a writer, you need to explore and know in order to write the rest of the book. It might also be important to do a little preamble. Like, let's say it's a sci-fi or fantasy novel, and you need to set the scene of, like, what this world is like. Most of that should come up in the writing itself, but maybe you're going to write, like, a three-page-long or three-chapter-long preamble about the prehistory of that world. And, like, yeah, maybe your agent won't see that part. Yeah. But you needed to write it because that was going to help you, you know, like, keep all those details in mind so that you remember, like, what you're launching from. Because, yeah, like, when you are writing a rough draft, it's for you. You're writing this book so that you can write it again. And that is a really frustrating thing to hear if you've never finished a project and it all feels insurmountably difficult. Once mm -hmm. you have finished a couple, like, like just gotten from the beginning to the middle to the end of a couple books, you're like, oh no, it's a blessing that I get to <laughs> rewrite every single thing I write. Like this is fantastic because you can always do a better job once you've like really gotten to know that story. Sometimes you won't need to do this. I mean, not everyone does. Some people's process all of that, you know, rough draftiness is in their head and that's just how they work. We're like they they're processing it constantly and and so writing takes a much longer time for them. But even those folks are gonna have to do editing. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just something that you're gonna have to come back to. But it's it's great. Like it's actually really wonderful. As we were saying with a serial, it's like the difference between having to produce something each week or each month or whatever and not being able to look back and edit is that all of the brilliance has to just be there. Like you have to be able to extemporize on the elements you have introduced. You have to accept that some things will go nowhere. <laughs> you have to <laughs> accept that some twists may not come across perfectly. But oh my goodness, when you can edit, you can flub every single thing and then go back and plant information so that the twist works better you know like yeah. when you come up with a great idea you can go back and make sure you led to that well if a character if your conception of a character changes a lot you can go back and make sure that they feel this new way from the very beginning rather than just have them evolve slowly over a long period of time because it isn't a long period of time it's just one novel as opposed to like a tv series or whatever um and it is interesting to think that while the starting spot is going to inform so much for you, the writer. It may be information that is not necessary for a reader. Hmm. Yeah, I always try to remind people, including myself, that like there is no wasted writing. Like anything you do will either like actually work it into the book, or it will show you what doesn't work. Like it, it, there's nothing that is gonna not have helped you in some way, even if it's just that you figured out that that scene didn't work from that character's perspective and or those actions didn't make sense for that character and you have to kind of rework what you thought was going to happen like it's hard to know that without trying it which i mean i guess is a good statement on life too like wasted yeah. effort is not really wasted because like you still you know learn something even if it was learning what not to do 
Yeah, you're always learning skills. You're always refining your just like a way of going through the world. And mm-hmm. failures, you know, like, yeah, there are things you could do that hurt somebody else. And there's, it's hard to think of there being anything positive about it. And maybe you don't need to think of there being something positive about that. But for all of these things that we would consider to be a failure, because it just didn't work out the way you planned. I don't know, something worked out, something happened, you learned something from it. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. you know, like, it is not just, like, a net loss. And with writing, it is especially that way. Because here's where I tell you my embarrassing thing. I think I've mentioned it before. I have written this book many <laughs> times. This book was something that I started when I was in high school. Um, I completed a draft of it don't know how many words it was. I'm going to guess it might have been in the 40 to 50,000 word range. Yeah, that would be my guess. But it was like completed. It had a beginning, middle and end. Like it had a plot. It it totally worked and it was I believe the first thing I'd ever finished. Um mm. and I had been as a kid, I don't know, like I didn't get writer's digest, but I was trying to write short stories and serials and comics and so many things. I remember trying to write a play about cat princesses in <laughs> third grade Aww. with a couple other friends. Um <laughs> shout out to it's I'm pretty sure Ari, Rachel, and Kara. Um Aww. they know who they are. I'm pretty sure that that was a thing that went, I don't know, we maybe had an introduction, because I'm really obsessed with beginnings, probably had an introduction, and then we made like cat princess masks. And that was, and I believe we announced to the class that we were going to perform this. We never did. And I think that I had a little bit of this pressure on my shoulders as a kid that I was like, oh, I I can't do it. Like, I can't finish anything because I never have. I didn't know what that was like. And I finished this book, and I was really excited. And I believe I wrote and finished a sequel to it while I was still in high school as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I forgot yeah, that, that that they were I mean, two now different that you books. Say it, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember that they were few two different things. I just forgot that the second one happened and wasn't just like a thing we talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, I may not have finished it, but I thought I had. Um, it was definitely like an important thing for me to have done, and. I then proceeded to start over, I think, four times since then. (laughs) Sounds about right. I think I started over twice in college, once as a comic and Mm. once just as prose. And it was terrible. Like, both times they were not good. And then I started over twice more. Oh, this is way more than twice because I tried to do it for NaNo in... In the 20 teens at some point, and I just like cried instead because oh. I was very on the outs with my writing and it was a whole big mess and mm, yeah. everything was the worst and whatever. I was a mess. Um, but I successfully wrote, I would say, I think it was like 80,000 words of this project completely reimagined with the main characters as teenagers instead of adults and aimed at a different audience and just with a whole new plot. All of that I did in, a, I think, 2016. And I need to tell you that plot-wise, it had maybe progressed to about where we are now, to about where mm-hmm. you had read, or maybe mm-hmm. to the scene I'm writing like today, at 80,000 words. There was just <laughs> so much nonsense. But all that nonsense was me clearing my throat and getting to know the characters in the world and like figuring out the tone and figuring out what it meant for them to be teenagers in 1998 and figuring out how the, how the magic of the ghost stuff works. Cause it's like an urban fantasy. Like 
it wasn't wasted. All of that was really helpful for me. Like it, it was all of this very important exploration. But I remember I sat down and looked at it and I was like, it is so long and it is barely anywhere through the plot. And I can either edit this to death or I can just start over. And I decided to just start over. And I was really embarrassed because I had had a couple friends read it at that point. And they were enthusiastic, and they were really encouraging. And I was like, I feel like I am betraying their time and energy and believing in me by starting over. But I also know that I have to, like, I have to do it. I can't keep looking at this draft that is going to be need. It was going to need to be cut in half, basically, Mm, in terms of word count. And I was like, that is so exhausting to imagine. I'd rather just look at it with fresh eyes And so two years later, I did. (laughs) I started over and it has been going swimmingly. Like this whole version, the one I'm working on right now, it it did in fact um, start about three chapters in (laughs) from where the last (laughs) one did. Like I started in the middle of a scene because otherwise the main character was going to have to explain the first scene you see twice to two other people. And I was like, oh, I don't think we need to hear that scene three times at the beginning of the book. Like, no one needs that. (laughs) If we either see the scene, and then we don't have to ever hear about it again, but it informs the rest of the book, or you can hear about it after the fact. And due to what that scene is, and why he's recounting it after the fact, I felt like that worked really well. And this beginning may still change, from between me finishing the book, cross your fingers for me, everybody, um, this year and showing it to my agent, like I may revisit that opening. But right now, it feels really good that I have just had it start so much later than the last version of the story. Yeah, that is really interesting. And I want to give people a little context. Um, 80,000 words, that is Oh, I'm gonna guess for a young adult book, that's about 250 to 300, which is about like, the starting size of a young adult book, like you usually aim for like 75,000 to 100,000 for like your first debut yeah. book. So yeah, if you were only like, yeah, God, it, a third of the way through the plot, I don't know, halfway through the plot, like that yeah, was going to be... It was be... nonsense. It was impossible. Like I'm hoping that this book will, that this version, I'm hoping that I will be able to finish it at 90,000 words and then mm-hmm. edit like at least 10k out of it. Like I want it to be slim enough that I can add things if they need it. I don't want to be trying to cut a quarter of what I wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, and- I can I can already <laughs> see, and I mean this is not super interesting, I guess, for anyone but us. But I can already see like how you've cleaned it down. I'm because knowing your writing, I'm sure that other version was very readable because you're a very good writer. But I can see how this is clipping along at a really good pace and how oh, yeah. you needed to like <laughs> the other get one all that out first. <laughs> <laughs> it was so many character scenes and so much getting to know everybody's family. And in this version, like I feel like you do get to know, um, especially there, there are two main characters and one of them is not living at home and we have not, we have, we know nothing about his family so far, but the other one, I don't know, he's 15 and he lives at home and he has kind of a weird life and kind of a weird family. And I think that I'm giving like nice little hints about what his life is like without just spending an entire chapter with him dealing with that. Like 
it's just a couple paragraphs at a time. And I'm trying to make sure that everything that we see is an interesting scene that has action and is directly moving into the next scene, as opposed to just the book stopping for a character to just feel ways Mm. about things and they are angsty teenagers and they definitely feel ways about things (laughs) so like it's definitely a challenge to get i don't know one of them especially to get him off of the couch listening to sad music and feeling bad about himself like it is a trial to get him to move but i feel like (laughs) i've i feel like i've succeeded right like you don't think that the book is too much him moping right oh yeah definitely i just i mean i feel like i just read a scene of him literally doing that and it did feel like though he had been doing it forever we didn't have to witness all of it to feel it like so it it didn't feel like that slowed anything down we didn't like languish too much with him but we still totally felt that he was stuck in that place that we all can like kind of easily identify with and yeah so i I think you've succeeded so far i mean in the stuff i've read um it's been it's got a really good pace to it and like i can see because i knew this story obviously beforehand but it's because of all this writing you've done in all of those years since that original version like i still felt like a new reader encountering the world and because there's it's like paranormal i don't know if we mentioned that yeah yeah it's like a yeah it's like an urban fantasy paranormal thing yeah so it the way that all that kind of got described felt new and fresh but still like comprehensible and so it it didn't i didn't feel like i was relying on my own knowledge i felt like i was like oh that's so interesting the way you just described that so i think that that is succeeding so far and i do think that's a credit to how long you've been working on and and (laughs) probably that really long version in which you have figured out all the like details about that yeah figuring out how to make it comprehensible has been like years of trial and error and overthinking and taking things that this this i definitely have that problem where i'll try to put every idea i have into one project and then you have to sort out which things are just taking up space and like kind of derailing everything because you're like oh this is such a good idea i really want to go focus on this but it is nothing to do with moving the plot forward and it, it, it takes the focus off of the characters it's it's like some other character some other asshole shows up and just takes <laughs> over and you're like you can't let that happen but that asshole is wonderful what a gift from your own brain <laughs> just go put them in something else mm-hmm. and let them go to the scenery in a project where it's not taking away from the actual plot you're trying to do and i had to do that a lot just like and there were some tragic moments for me of things that i had to cut um there are scenes that i miss this is definitely a story that could be very episodic um it is so much of why last episode happened Mm. um about serials is that this project could be completely episodic if i wanted it to be because I love ghost stories, and this project could so much be about characters living through these ghost stories together. And the previous version had a lot of that in it. This time, I'm trying to make sure, well, how about everything happens on the first day they meet each other, and then everything goes to hell immediately? <laughs> like, it's just tightening up, like, that you, I don't need to write about everything that they do to get to where they're going, everything that they are doing in between the interesting scenes, just learning how to cut away some of that. I'm going to just, I was talking about beheading earlier. I was about to say cutting away the connective tissue. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm getting very <laughs> like cannibally over here. Like, yeah, have you been listening to murder podcast? What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I haven't been, but I just, I guess that's all, just always where I'm at. Um, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it's just like, yeah, the more familiar you are with it, 
Sometimes um, your rewrite actually is a chance to get to the point faster because you're ready to get to the mm-hmm. point faster because you're no longer just like just vibing in your world anymore. You're like, no, I get this world. Let's get to this damn plot. Let's get these characters to beat each other. Let's make them good and sad. Um, yeah, and it does help to have kind of explored that in like a longer way. But I also love beginnings. So for me, I think about it as like, hey, I can make every chapter feel like a beginning. I love introducing people to things. Like, that is just something I find really enjoyable. So it was cool that you pointed out, like, that that you were feeling like you were still being introduced to this world for the first time, as opposed to someone with a bunch of in-jokes kind of, like, Mm -hmm. trying to pull you into something without any context, because I don't want to do that to anybody. But I'm like, yeah, no, I I think that if if I let myself, like, write the beginnings of paragraphs, I'm way better at starting something it is a little harder for me to link two scenes together. And with a previous version, linking those scenes together took me like three or four extra pages every time of like throat clearing and transitioning. At some point, I realized that I could transition a lot quicker if I ended a scene when I ran out of thoughts about what happened to the scene and just started the next scene where it needed to be. And sometimes you don't need any tra- any more transition than that. For some reason, I had it in my head for so long that you needed to like, like do a nice fade out and fade in every time, if that makes sense. And I think now I'm like, no, you can do quicker cuts. Like people understand that we have moved on to a different scene, especially if you make it clear that like, that that part has ended or that chapter has ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy um, beginning chapters, especially and cutting chapters like I, I, I have to watch it because my chapters will be way short if I'm not careful. So I have to kind of like try and hold myself to a certain word goal, I guess, per chapter. Well, more like page goal. Or I will just like every few scenes there'll be a new chapter, which I mean can work. But it does like there, there I've gotten some really good writing of having those short chapters that I then go back in and like be like, OK, you need to fill like half of like you need to double this page count for this chapter before we get to the next thing or it's just not going to have the same weight like i really like building in the those chapter cuts and stuff yeah no it's fun i mean do you think that you spend a lot of time worrying about how to begin a story because of the the old idea of like oh no i have to make sure that it's going to grip my grip an agent or an editor or is it more worrying about where you can start it for you to feel like cozy in that world? Like, which one do you think is preoccupying you more these days? Um, definitely the second one. I, like, I'm more preoccupied at this point with, okay, I vaguely know what the story is about. Where does it start? Like, in a very real sense, like, how far back in these, the character's timeline do I have to go to make these events make sense? Like, you know, do I have to start like a year before the what one might think of as the inciting incident, or can I start like the day before the inciting incident? Like, how much of the the like status quo do I need to establish before I can start changing things and making yeah. the, the story happen? And that's oh, that hard is to the pick. Question that is the yeah. question. Like, how much status quo? And I think like this is one of the first times I've read anything by you. It's this, maybe it'll be the second time that I've ever read anything of yours that wasn't speculative in any way, that doesn't have any fantasy. And I love how it's it's about kids playing D&D, so it still (laughs) has those elements, but they're not like the world. Um, Because whenever there are speculative elements, there's a lot of establishing of of 
that that you need to do. If it's like an urban fantasy where it's the ostensibly the real world with fantasy elements, you need to establish the status quo of what the real world feels like to the main characters, just like you would if it were a realistic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you bring in the magic, or you start with or or vice versa. But it'll be an interesting like contrast and shock to the system. But when you're writing realistic fiction, you still have to establish what the status quo is for the characters because the beginning of your book is probably around the time things are about to change. <laughs> yeah. And and the story is either things continue to change or characters are dealing with those changes. And that's really kind of an interesting way of thinking about that. Yeah, now you've got me thinking about all the things I've written. Yeah, I think I most frequently write in that space you're describing where it's like, urban fantasy where it's got like some trappings of the real world so you don't have to do as much world building as if it were like high fantasy or something but you still have to kind of explain how your you know your speculative elements fit in there um but yeah this i guess it is more rare for me to write something that's like contemporary yeah like completely contemporary like no no actual magic (laughs) but yeah it i haven't really written that much that doesn't kind of have some of that magic element to it and i mean i really enjoy both but i do feel myself kind of drawn most to like the more contemporary settings i guess these days so i had this very cute realization that your story is probably starting somewhere near the beginning of a school year Mm, yeah and mine is starting at the end of a school year (laughs) (laughs) yeah i actually thought about that as i was writing the scene because it really is mine starts at like pretty much maybe the very end of summer but it, it's gonna pretty much i think plot wise line up with like an entire school year um so it, it starts in the fall and yours really does start as like the last day of school <laughs> yeah, it's literally the last day of school because it's this is like what he does on his summer vacation mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i that was something else about beginnings right is that there are probably some temporal considerations that you can bring in um if it's the real world there are some kinds of constraints that tell you something about what the feel of the story is going to be just based on like what time of year you're starting it. And that might also be helpful. If you know that you can line up some of the action with like a particular holiday or event, like that might also help like focus a little bit, especially if you're having a hard time just figuring out where to start putting words on the page sometimes knowing those things can kind of like help you make a decision. Uh, In the case of both of us, of course, we're writing YA novels and about teenagers who are in high school um, Mm -hmm. and very different teenagers in very different high school situations. (laughs) And and again, like yours is about a school club, basically. And Mm -hmm. mine is about kids doing some things they probably shouldn't be doing. And it only works if they begin this like during summer vacation. Like, it's very much a summer vacation story, Mm. which is also fun because that means that it's going to take place during the, like, Obon and Hungry Ghost Festival time of year, which is the spooky time of year for, like, China and Japan, like, East Mm. Asian countries, and one of the main characters, like, comes out of that culture. Mm -hmm. So that's fun um, that, like, it's a spooky story that happens during the summer because summer can also be spooky. Um, (laughs) But but for you, you're starting the story like around the time of year that my story will be ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and mine it's sort of necessary because it's like I, I I suppose the status quo already is sort of weird for them because they're trying to establish like a new status quo as the new school year begins and as they're kind of like dealing with 
things that happened over the summer that like are so final that they don't really like I don't feel that I need to show them happen because what matters is like the after effects of it and that is what they're dealing with and so it kind of like the nature of the story lent itself to where it was gonna start like a part of the year wise like it like season wise um so that just kind of was built in with as the like the basic narrative developed yeah. And we, of course, for a story that has nothing to do with school and a school year, um, it, there's still are probably like busy times at your character's job. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still like questions to ask about like, well, does this need to be happening while the world is kind of like at rest during holidays? Is this a story that would only happen during summer when you know, people are like taking vacations and you're getting that kind of adventure feeling in mm-hmm. the Western Hemisphere. Like, I mean, there there are definitely like questions to ask about, like, is your story starting because the characters are starting something new? Mm. Is it their first day with the caravan that they are supposed to be protecting with a bunch of other mercenaries? Is it the last day at one job before they have to go like help out with their you know like ailing parent or something Mm, like yeah a lot of times the beginning of the story will have something to do with like a big important moment like that and i think that can help to focus a little bit like again this doesn't matter if you know that you need to write (laughs) just like write some routine and write some like do a lot of establishing the status quo but it can help to focus a little bit on where the important moments are that you're getting to Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I I guess my best advice for people would be, like, don't worry as much about if you're going to write the best, like, establishment, uh, best establishing scene for the world and for the characters. Just focus on a scene that you want to write, and then you can work later to make sure that it's as hooky as possible. But, like, focus on oh, something yeah. that you can kind of feel in your head and that you can, like, get in the character perspective really easily and then just kind of go like just follow your instincts and go from there yeah i love how how like my advice is like well there's got to be some logical reasons why your story starts in a certain (laughs) place there's like material concerns here and that may be helpful for some people and for somebody else it may be 100 about needing to just like find the place that you feel to just like find your entry point for you personally um, and that's that's why there's two of us on this podcast, because we write in different ways, and everybody is going to. I'm sure <laughs> that true. there are, I mean, like, I would actually love to hear other people talk about, like, what tricks they use to get started. That would be an awesome thing. Like, if anybody wants to write in with that, like, that is such an interesting topic to me. Like, what gets you started? Like, what inspires you? Where do you tend to begin a story? Do you always start a story the same way, just as, like, a lucky charm or something? Because I can imagine doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And any techniques you have, I guess, that you use with uh, getting over that, like, haunting blank page just staring at you? Because that can be hard, too. (laughs) Excellent. All right, Robin, I'll make you a deal. If you write for me, I'll write for you. Deal. Happy writing. Bye.